Today is Thursday, the 25th of February, 2021. We have been chanting in praise of the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha. Now we come to develop our hearts, uh, to raise our, our minds up to a higher level. And uh, to bring these minds of ours uh, to a state where skillfulness is full and complete within them. But in order to do this, it requires our sincere efforts. So this sincerity, uh, this effort, is something that um, we have because of these um, ideals that we hold to. These ideals um, that we know we must uh, train our minds in order to meet them. Because if we don't train these hearts of ours, then they won't have wisdom. And if they don't have wisdom, they'll just run after every sense impression that they meet with. So when the mind is devoid of mindfulness, when it lacks wisdom, when samadhi isn't firm, then there will be usually very little patient endurance. And then we just follow all of our emotions. We the mind runs after all the sense impressions it experiences. And whatever we feel, we just act upon that. We speak upon it. Um, and we follow all the thoughts that come up in our minds. We're not able to control these hearts of ours. And if the mind, or if a person is in this state, we could say that they're a putujana someone who is thick with defilements. But those who see the drawbacks in this inner chaos will come to train their minds with sincerity. And it's a bit difficult to do this, but even though it can be tough, we still try, we still put our efforts into this training. And one of the qualities um, that the Buddha praised very highly is that of kanti, this quality of patient endurance. Um, it's the supreme incinerator of the defilements. Because it's natural that we meet with both happiness and suffering. That these are the worldly winds that all people who are born into this world need to meet with. And if we don't come across them quickly, then it'll be slowly. And there's no one who is born into this world, who only experiences pleasure. We have both pleasure and pain. There's gain and there's also loss. Um, there is fame and there's disrepute. There's status and loss of status. And these things are natural, that when we come into this world, then that's what we get. Uh, but if we don't train these minds of ours to be um, imbued with patient endurance, then they'll get all stirred up by this. There'll be a lot of internal chaos and confusion. And so the Buddha taught us um, to hold to these high ideals. And the highest is that of wishing for internal peace wishing for coolness of heart, what we call nibbana. But in order to get there, 
we must forbear a lot. And so with this heart of forbearance, um, we use that to seek out goodness, to bring up inner peace. And even though this peace may be established in our minds for just one period, it's still very useful because we can use that to contemplate in order to see the truth, see all things as arising, staying for a bit and then ceasing. And uh, we know already that everyone who is born must get old, must grow sick, must die. We already know that no one can take the wealth that they gain in this world with them. And that these things of the world, they don't belong to anyone. And even this borrow, this body, we borrow that from the world. Or we could put it another way and say that we borrow the cells, all of the cells in this body from this world. And we use them for a period of time, and then they deteriorate, following time, following causes and conditions. But we have this life of us, of us now, and we should use that to train our minds, to bring up a lot of mindfulness, to try to bring the mind into a state of peace, to try to get to that inner peace. We can use mantras in order to do this, or we can contemplate. Uh, But what's important is that we really go for this practice, we put our efforts into it, we do it a lot, we cultivate it a lot. And in doing this, we also need to bring up this quality of forbearance as the foundation of our hearts, that we are composed and restrained in our actions, our body and speech. And for the monks, this means to be restrained within the padimoka, for the lay people, within the five or eight precepts. And uh, then we have this great sincerity, this focus um, to develop our hearts within this life, within the time that we have left of this life. And see that if uh, we're 80 years old already, then we really don't have much time left in this world. Or even if we're 50 or 60 or 70, there's not much time left, and we don't know when we'll die. And it's possible that even people much younger than that will die first. We just don't know. And so we mustn't be heedless. But rather, we use this opportunity that we have, um, that we've met with these teachings of the Buddha. And uh, one of these teachings is to forbear, is to endure. And this is something that the Buddha himself uh, taught a lot and had trained himself in greatly. He had cultivated this quality of kanti to a degree that no other being could compare. And uh, in one of his previous lives, he was born as a child in a very wealthy family. And then he received the inheritance uh, from his family. But he was also able to to perceive that there was no real meaning within that wealth. So he gave it all away, and he went out to seek seclusion and practice. And he was staying close to the city of Varanasi. And then the king of uh, who resided in Varanasi at that time, uh, some of his followers went to go listen to the teachings um, of the the Bodhisattva, and he got very angry 
and wanted to harm the Bodhisattva. So he had him caught, and he asked him, what quality do you praise? And the Bodhisattva replied that I praise his quality of forbearance. And so the king had his hand cut off, and then asked him again, what quality do you praise? And still he replied, the quality of forbearance, of kanti. And so the king carried on torturing him, cutting off different parts of his body, cutting off his feet, uh, his nose, his ears. Uh, but all through this, the bodhisattva still praised this quality of kanti. He said that his forbearance, it's not in his ears, it's not in his hands, it's not in his nose. And so the king carried on torturing him until he couldn't... Uh, take it anymore so he fell over and even when he was falling on the ground the king went to step on him and uh, though he was treated in this way he was still able to endure and he didn't give rise to a mind of anger towards the king so this shows that his paramis were very great and that his samadhi was very deep and so the king had to follow his karma and he fell into uh, the deepest hell and the bodhisattva through his karma went up to uh, dusita heaven so the buddha praised this quality of endurance uh, greatly and something that we should therefore train in train our hearts to develop this patient endurance and if we feel like we don't have enough then we should recollect the Buddha, his life and his teachings, and then uh, try to train ourselves uh, in this. And that the Bodhisattva, he had this great endurance that no other being could compare with, and he kept that quality within him right until he died. And so this is something that we should bring up, whether the weather is very hot or very cold, uh, whether we're feeling hungry or tired, exhausted or thirsty, we bring up this quality of patient endurance. But we also need to have a sense of uh, what we can take as well. We need to be aware of our bodies um, so that they don't develop more illnesses than what they already have. And then we uh, train ourselves and train ourselves to sleep and just the right amount, to eat just the right amount, to be restrained, to be cautious, um, to be always watching this mind well. And this is the path that will take us to knowing the Dhamma. And uh, sometimes the mind is in a bright state, and then we can see that this really is the path that will take us to seeing Nibbana. So may all of you set your hearts on this path.